Hello and welcome on I'm Doing This Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Dani Pesera. And this is a podcast about meaningful events that change how people think about things and how they live their lives. And today I'm here with Camila. Camila is a coach of nonviolent uh, communication, somatic experience, coaching, and uh, safe place creation, if I would say it, uh, if that makes sense. Um, and uh, she is helping people to realize what their dreams are and then taking a step-based approach to, to help them achieve those dreams and, and walk them be their guide on, on the journey. And what I like about Camilla is that she's not just helping people to do that, she's doing that with her own life, which to me is always inspirational to see that people are walking their talk. And, and for her, it's something obvious, but I don't think that it's always obvious. So I just want to state it because that's something that I admire about her. And today we're going to talk a little bit about how she built her her dream, how she's, as she put it in the conversation that we had before, she's building this plane as she's trying to fly it at the same time. So we're going to talk about her experiences and, and what she learned from it. And how is this this journey uh, of uh, struggle and excitement and new things? So welcome here, Camila. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. Hello, everybody. I'm doing very, very great today. Excited about this podcast. Maybe we should say that you are originally from Czech Republic, but you have about a year ago, if I if I if I remember correctly, you decided to to fly away from Czech Republic to get rid of your home and, and wander around the world and work remotely, trying to build your uh, coaching program. Uh, and you're currently in Thailand, right? In uh, Chiang Mai. Yeah, uh, correct. And not correct precisely. Uh, yeah, I'm right now in Chiang Mai in Thailand. Uh, I came about six weeks ago and yes, I'm traveling around the world and uh, this particular journey started just this year, a few months ago, beginning of 2023. But before that, I was traveling a lot, moving around and uh, working on my dream as well. Uh, so yeah. So what, where did, where did the, where did this plane uh, started? Where did the idea of building this plane started? was the, the first thing when you were like, I need to do something differently and, and, and maybe have this yeah. dream? Good question. <laughs> Good question and the hard one. Uh, yeah, I like to say that I'm building the plane uh, while it flies because it's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, taking uh, steps and acting on my dream life and actually not knowing what's going to happen day by day and uh, that's that's hard to answer because it was uh, steps I was taking uh, slowly and not always aware of that I will take those steps in future so uh, this latest decision uh, with uh, moving out from my flat in Prague packing my stuff putting it uh, in my parents attic uh, it came a few months ago and it was the last decision, it was the last part of my dream to just get rid of everything I actually have in Czech Republic, to move out of the country, uh, to give up all my securities, to ditch my uh, job and everything which created uh, income that time and to go abroad and to live on go to build my own entrepreneurship to coach and to work with people all around the world and uh, yeah to work in english as well so that was the latest and the last step i took but before that it was many others which led this one to this last decision and uh, Honestly, I don't know where it brings me, what happens in the future months. And that's what's very exciting about that. I love it. It makes me feel very free and uh, accountable at the same time because I have to take care of myself. I have to uh, somehow 
lives live fully and i'm not sure what exactly happens in a few weeks and months so that's kind of what it is right now you know i was uh recently watching a little bit this new show on netflix called uh build your rich life i think or something like this okay. there's this guy who's talking about building your rich rich life which doesn't actually has it has something to do with the money but it's more about like what is your dream what, what does that actually rich life look like for for you because that looks different for everybody and what i heard that, that this dream that you're talking that rich life for you is about being able to be a be freely moving around where you want meeting being in this international environment uh, and building your business right is that take get it right or is there more yeah yeah you correctly guessed uh the basic the basics uh for me rich life is uh even about uh meeting people that's what makes me alive uh to get inspired from their stories uh from their life to hear about what they do how they live how they think what uh, their opinions are what the life in their country is like in their culture because it's something what helps me to broaden my own perspectives and what helps me to get inspired and then apply it in my own life and me in my own work so that that's one very important part of that and the second one is more like the inner part which is to be able to follow whatever i feel like doing uh not to be uh bounded by social contracts and um, all those uh, general thoughts of how the proper life should look like and to build my own life based on what I like, what I am passionate about, what uh, makes me feel uh, joyful and peaceful. So that that would be the inner part of, the, of being rich. And third, yeah. maybe most important one is uh, living in a present moment. And for me, it's all connected with those uh, previous ones. And it's something what, uh, yeah, what makes life even more rich because uh, every present moment is unique. And uh, <laughs> if you are just uh, with it there at that moment, it's just something what makes me feel really fulfilled. Mm. I can relate to that. You know, we, we talked about the, my experience in Vipassana and it's all about uh, the present moment and the sensation. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. something I can very much relate. And I was wondering like, okay, so you have this, this dream, that this, this rich life that you described, right? Where does the idea like, do you remember when did it initiated? Like, what was the what was the trigger? Because from what I remember from our conversation before, it's not always the way uh, you lived your life exactly. You know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was uh, not like this ever before. Uh, there were always parts of that, and uh, I remember one very important moment for me. I was three, four years ago, it was in autumn and that time I was living in Brno and working in the corporate, having uh, regular working hours, uh, working in the administrative and finances. And that was my uh, like third attempt to be happy and this kind of job while doing this kind of job because before that I worked at university and project management and it was always about finances, budgets, administrative. And don't get me wrong, I like that. I, I had a beautiful life. I was uh, yeah, living in Brno in a very nice apartment with my boyfriend and everything looked beautiful. We were traveling a lot, visiting our families. I had many friends, many interests, doing yoga, CrossFit, reading a lot, really. My, my, my love, life was just like perfect fit. But 
at one point I just realized that I'm not happy in it. And I realized that uh, there is always this kind of like uh, fear in my stomach or like anxiety. And I could feel it physically and I couldn't figure out what the hell that was because everything went just smoothly and I still felt, uh, I don't want to say it out loud, I just didn't feel, uh, didn't feel okay. I was all the time in a pain and my stomach was like, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, squeeze. Just, yeah, tense. squeeze. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, squeeze tense. And I was like, okay, I just have to do something about that. And uh, that time, uh, I was sure that I don't want to stay in that company because it uh, didn't make me feel fulfilled. I just felt like I was a part of a company which was producing something which was just not close to me enough. I didn't understand what my role in that company is. And I just didn't see the output outcome of my job, of my work. So that time I went uh, for, let's say, coaching or uh, consulting, maybe like job consulting. And I was a woman, she was very wise, very compassionate and very passionate about her job. And we had a many sessions together and uh, she helped me to figure out what I actually like, what I'm good at, what, what, uh, uh, what is it that I want to do? What is it? What makes me feel happy? And she, at the end of the sessions, she said one very important sentence to me. I was, <laughs> she just looked at me and she was like, you know, um, imagine you are an apple tree you know that you will have an apples you know it you all you are apple tree you know you will have apples mm -hmm. it's spring yeah. and you cannot force it because apple trees have apples in autumn and that time i was like okay so something huge is gonna happen to me something huge is about to be built and i just didn't know that time what is gonna be so that was one of the biggest uh, life-changing moments. Yeah, it's uh, so. <laughs> I I I hear that it's um. Yeah, let let letting letting go, right? That's that's what I heard about it a little bit. Uh, just uh, yeah, don't force it. Sometimes you need to uh, give it a space. And I think that also comes to the idea that, for me at least, that a lot of things, like a lot of the big things, like making an apple, it takes time, right? The apple just doesn't appear on yeah. the, on the tree. It it takes a long time, and we live in this in this um, period of time where we want to have like everything right now. Like, oh, yeah. send me, send me, <laughs> send me the, the headphones that I ordered yesterday. I want to have them on yesterday. Did you ever, had, I had that, like, I, I realized sometimes, like, I ordered something online, and I was like, it's going to take a week? That's, no, that's unacceptable. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm a, I had, like, my colleague, she lost her uh, AirPods, and she's like, she could have them, like, I don't know, 10% cheaper, but she's like, I can't wait 10 days to, like, no, I need them now, <laughs> right, right now. Um, yeah. yeah, and th that's very important what you're saying, because for me in it, uh, there are two other attributes and one of them is to be patient, to to get used to that things just doesn't happen overnight and that they uh, require some work or act, you know, you have mm -hmm. to act on what you wish for or what you dream of, that's one of it. And the second one, which for me personally is the most important one, is trust. You just have to trust in yourself and you have to believe that whatever you do and whatever steps you take are there on purpose. And that if you, if you just move in that direction and 
you keep believing and you keep working somehow. It doesn't require a hard job always or hard work, you know, like uh, beating yourself up and being harsh on yourself and uh, commanding and uh, yeah, just being too hard on yourself. But it means you have to act on it a bit. And if you believe that there is something out there, and that if if you are passionate about that enough, and if you somehow know or feel it's something you want, then it's gonna happen sooner or later, or at least I hope. (laughs) 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 You know, that brings me to this idea. not being hard on yourself, right? But at the same time, also, like, sometimes, you know, you think the other way around, like, okay, you, you do need to act on it, you know, it's not going to happen itself. Like, without action, there there won't be anything. Um, And how do you, how do you keep acting if you go, if you have, because you will have a walls, you will have challenges now in front of you. So how do you, uh, how, how do you get through those? How do you, what was the let let's let's put it in an example. What was one challenge that came to my on this journey when you were like, I don't know, like, and how how did that process go through? There are many challenges out there. <laughs> it feels like the challenges are there at least every day, and I mean it because uh, many people from out there. Uh, had an idea and they actually talked to me in this way like you're on a vacation right i mean you don't have to do anything right and i'm like i know i'm actually not on a vacation i have to take care of myself every day do my like basic light needs in here uh plan everything ahead or at least somehow that i get from the point a to point b and work in meantime somehow and it requires a lot of like a huge self-management skills because you have to find a balance in between uh, where the fun part is where you are just being present to the moment enjoying what's new what's exciting meeting new people making connections visiting places, traveling around, getting all those experiences which you kind of expect when you go abroad and when you travel. And at the same time, you need to keep your routine. Like you have to get up in the morning. You want to do your exercise or meditation. You want to eat. You need to, and you don't want to eat junk food. So, So you need to find places where you actually can eat or you have to buy stuff. You have to find a place to cook. So there is like million little things every day you need to take care of because they are not uh, they are not uh, done. It's not something. It's not the place you are used to be in. So you're not surrounded with it every day. You're not used to that. So even like getting out of the bed and finding your toothbrush. Or uh, making yourself a cup of tea <laughs> is a challenge every day because the place is not yours and you have to settle down in the surroundings you know, and in what's given to you. So that, that that's actually, like, as I said, everyday challenge. And then, of course, you, you need to find uh, a will to start working to actually do the job because that's something what brings you money. And yep. I tried to pretend that money is something I don't need, but it's not <laughs> true. Uh, I need to pay for for how I live, and I don't need uh, millions of money, but I need something to survive. So right, I, I have a question about it that, that I was thinking about okay. because in the, you were talking about working in project management and finances. You said oh, it's always something with <laughs> finances. How does uh, <laughs> How does this this finance experience relate to this lifestyle where there's a lot of uncertainty and uh, yeah, in the end you need money. I I kind of I I 
feel it as well. I had the same same issue, and I've been on the road for ten months or something. So the money is is running out. Um, although I have became less stressed about it, I was really stressed about it in the beginning when I actually had the money, and now I'm kind of less stressed about it um, than I was. But well, how does that relate? This this being in the finances and now living in this. Uh, less more uncertain uh, environment well i'm not sure how those two relate i would say that's uh maybe two totally different universes for me <laughs> and that's exactly where the challenge and where the courage lies because at one point I was dealing with my inner setting and with my inner thoughts about what stability and security means to me and whether I can actually live without that. And that was what took me such a long time to decide to go on this journey and to live life as I do right now, because I struggled that very much because I was used to having a full-time job getting money even though I was not actually working you know because not always everyone cares about what you exactly do <laughs> on your yeah. working day so if you just show up in the office and you pretend a bit of work no one actually knows what you are doing that's that's why I actually left corporate because I was frustrated that I'm being paid for not doing any job on Sundays so uh, that was yeah. one of one of the points which I struggled a lot with. But then the second thing is like, okay, but I was used to having full-time job. I was used to having money on my account every month regularly. I had a flat. I had a, a stable daily routine. And now what? Huh. I have nothing. And uh, I was afraid what's going to happen to me. I was afraid that if I take this step, I will just not be able to breathe. I will be panicked and I will be stuck. Uh, I will very early get annoyed with that, being in insecurity and uh, like unstable environment. But then I was like, okay, I can be thinking of this or I can just go and do it and try what it does. So that was the moment. Uh, I was actually annoyed by myself only thinking of things and not doing them. And it took me much more energy than actually take a step and go out there. Oh. So... That's what that is now. <laughs> I'm out there being insecure, <laughs> uh, doing new things, uh, spending my money, uh, earning them in a new way, and uh, trusting in myself that everything I plan for will work in some way. And that... Uh, yeah, that, that I will actually survive in this. And surprise, surprise, I'm enjoying it. I really, really <laughs> love it. Nice. That's perfect. Mm. Okay, so we talked about, like, a little bit where you are now, about the, the current uh, model of the plane. We talked about uh, how how it began, like, the conversation. Um, but, by the way, I had a, a question that I was interested about. Because you thought that you worked with this coach consultant. Uh, was that what sparked your interest in coaching? Or how did that... Where did it came from? Yes. Uh, I actually have uh, two very, uh, very good experiences with coaching. Like before I started this journey. One uh -huh. was uh, in this uh, job consultancy. And... Uh -huh. sec which was like four years ago and then second one was like eight years ago when uh -huh. I was finishing my university and I started uh, English courses for women in Vermont and uh, 
the teacher, the owner of uh, the language school, uh, she was just a blessing for me because she was actually the first one uh, who started my personal growth eight years ago. Uh-huh. Because until then, uh, I was all caught up in all those shoots and have-tos. And I had this uh, image of um, traditional life in my head. Uh, getting married, having kids, building house, finishing uh, university before that, of course. But I never thought about if that is a way of my life I really want to live. Or if that mm. is something which is just in my heart and I follow it. And that time I started those uh, language courses and with uh, language uh, coaching. And she was actually the first person in my life who ever asked me about what I like, what I am good at, mm. uh, what my strengths are. She didn't ask about weaknesses, but strengths. Uh, So it was also empowering and that time actually was like the first time in my life uh, when I realized what I actually want, who I am and who I want to become. So if we go very deep into where this whole journey started, Uh I would probably go back there. Yeah, after finishing the university and figuring uh, figuring out who I actually am and what I want to become. Was that, well, you mentioned the one thing that why it was so, like, let's say life-changing, I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, why that experience mattered to you, let's say, um, was because she asked you this question, but was there anything else about this woman? Because I am thinking about one particular experience in my life when I was uh, working in an internship and I worked with this guy who was a vice president of of a whole um, division in Air France who actually like hired me for, for the internship and a couple of other people. And that the conversations I had with him were inspiring. He kind of always, every time I had a conversation with him, I walked out and I was like, you know, like, hmm. I've never thought about it this way. Like, and it was a lot about my life. You know, it's like, do I want to do this or do I want to do more that? Like, that's a good question. Like, here's the point. But also, I think it was something about him. Like, I liked how he related to be. Like, he was not just somebody who, who gave me question and make me wonder. But to me, he was also a little bit of a role model because I saw him how he was talking to other people. How he was like always kind of talking to me as a as we are on the same level, you know? Like, there was this guy for me who was at the time, you know, on the top of the pyramids, the, the, this big beast, and he's, like, having conversation. We had a presentation together for um, customers and suppliers. It was, like, two equal people giving a presentation um, <laughs> to the people. Uh, and, and you know, I could, like, you could talk to him. You could, you could say your ideas. You never felt like he is something more. He was really, like, there uh-huh. and he, like, I don't know, I felt that he wanted to help people, you know, it was just, and I think that the whole experience, like, he, all, this guy always stuck with me, you know, I was always, like, when I was thinking about how to be a better manager or how to be, like, I sometimes, I go back, I think about him. So I wonder if there was something more than just a question that made that experience for you um, different. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what I hear from your story is uh, acceptance, like, being accepted mm-hmm. the way you were and uh, uh, feeling uh, as a partner to someone who you admired. And for me, I was the baseline as well. Uh, I mean, it was it was all together. She as a person and personality and the way she treated me, she treated other people, how passionate she was about her job, how uh, vivid uh, how authentic it was always fun and uh, of course she was a role model to me I, I was that time I couldn't find the words for that but I was always saying those people like Nina you know and I always wanted to be like Nina and uh, 
that time I really couldn't find the word for that. I couldn't describe it. It's in these days that I see it like backwards on what's actually happening. And, uh, yeah, of course I loved what I loved about that was that, um, she taught me how to treat myself with kindness and uh, how to how to reach my goals uh, and do all the work without the work being hard. So I loved learning English and I loved English itself and I love it so far. And I always will. And for me, it was just learning English with joy uh, and finding all the, all the natural ways uh, how to learn. And uh, it was exactly where I saw how powerful coaching can be. How powerful that is if someone asks you about what you like what you are good at and what you want and how you are gonna achieve it because there uh, is no advice in coaching and there is uh, no uh, general path how to achieve your goals. It's always up to you and up to you what you choose and how you choose to do it. It just have to serve you yeah that makes sense and it made me it made me like i had this idea of as you are talking about this uh, about nina about being a teacher and all these things i realized that all the teachers that i had that really left impact on me they weren't just uh -huh. teaching me they were uh -huh. there was this acceptance that you talk about this care about you as a person and they were actually going beyond just teaching you, I don't know, geography or uh, or leadership skills. There was like, they were actually developing you as a person uh -huh. because, you know, it's not just about geography or leadership. That's interesting. Uh -huh. All right. So we have these, uh, these uh, building block one, coaching one with Nina, building with blue, coaching with consultancy and coaching. I noticed that you like this step approach, so let's let's continue it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you always you always like I have one, two, three points. First one, the second one. I like it. I I, I, I like the structure. It, uh, I can oh, relate yeah, to then that. Then I always start with three, and it ends up being five. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. People don't remember anymore. You know. Um. What What do you think was um, another building block? Uh, after on, on this journey of, of building the plane that, that comes to you, your mind as significant. Yeah, that, that was one more important part somewhere in between uh, when I took uh, non-violence courses and it was actually uh, one of the most important things which helped me to change my approach in my life, mm -hmm. the approach to myself and to others, because uh, nonviolent communication for me was uh, about how to enter conversations with people, how to get uh, into conflict securely, and how to actually reveal my own emo emotions. Uh, as they let you know what your needs are behind. And that was about learning uh, how to express all those emotions, how to find the needs behind and how to communicate them in a way of uh, asking people for requests, which they actually can either accept or uh, deny rather than demand on people, you know, in a way, like if I ask you, you have to give me what I ask for because it's my need. So yeah, at that time, it's actually, I love to 
last thing of it because uh, that time I was uh, the moment uh, when I was totally blind. I still thought that uh, everyone and everything around me is broken and uh, that's me who is the victim here. And uh, I had a troubles that time in my relationship and I thought that this is the way how to how to repel the others you know how to uh, how to force them to help me to to fulfill my needs how to make them to listen to me how to make them to understand me at that time I was totally wrong because it was everything but this. Mm. And it took me a few weeks, months to understand that uh, the only thing I can change is my own approach and hmm. me. And that it's <laughs> me who is responsible for my emotions and who is responsible for how I react, how I act on them mm. and how I communicate with other people and how I treat them. And yeah, of course, then, then it changed everything in my life. And at first I was annoying to everyone around me because I wanted to, you know, I was so thrilled about that. I was so, so new to me and like, wow. And, uh, I was painting the yes uh, to everyone around me because <laughs> I wanted to teach them, you know, like now I'm doing it right. And you have to do it as well. I'll show you, I will teach you. And this that approach is, that is, took me a few other little, years. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a little bit, I hear a little bit of forcing again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I can oh, relate, yes. you know, it it, it it takes time. And, and yeah, I, I like that how you said, like, you are excited about it. You, are, you don't do it with, like, bad intention, but you're, like, so excited. Like, you need to understand. And I think it's also a big thing for people when, you know, you're you're changing in front of them. That's already like a big shock. And then you are telling them like, hey, you should change too. And you know, for me, yeah. I think a, a big learning on this journey have been um, sometimes like people need to be at certain spots to take certain steps on their journey. And if they are not there, like you can tell them about it. Maybe you can tell them about it and it will be like a little seat. But you can like tell them do it. You know, it's just like, you know, I've been to this experience. It was fun. Um, maybe you would enjoy it, but you know, who knows? And I had, when we talked about the Vipassana, I had that moment when, um, after the Vipassana, I was there with like two bit older women, like 40 ish something. And this younger guy, and he was talking about like some very logical, rational reasons why the Vipassana works and it's really great. And, and then he said something about like, yeah, but it's like more emotional, spiritual thing that like don't make sense. And I saw like, we all three look at each other. And we just like, <laughs> it was like this little smile. And we were like, nobody said a word. We were like, oh, like, you will, you will understand one day. It's, it's like, you just, you will get through things and then you will see it maybe differently. But right now it's not, not the time. So it's, I think the timing is also, you know, important on this journey. Yeah, of course it is. And uh, yeah, there is a one very memorable moment for me. Again, uh, I got to hear it from the woman who was a huge inspiration to me. And that time, I finally understood that even if I have uh, the best intention ever in my life to give someone advice or help someone or uh, try to show them what could be good for them, it just doesn't work like that. And uh, they always have to be ready themselves. And uh, as you said, they have to be, well, their journey at the right time, at the right place. And only after when they are open to change either anything about them or around them, only then they can do it and not earlier and there is no one in the world <laughs> who can give you advice about how you should live your life so it took me since non-violent communication it took me a few years to understand that and to 
get in peace with that I cannot change people around me and that I cannot uh yeah I actually even cannot give them advice what's good for them because I don't know what's good for them they know it the best yeah so that that was a harsh times <laughs> That comes to be, uh, I have now three topics here on my hand, you know, one, two, three. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that the, the one that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, something that sometimes I try to do with people. I'm still not great at it, but it's like a nice uh, say, you know, if people are going through some things and they are telling you about it, like asking, do you want my support or do you want solutions? Sometimes people want solutions, oh, yeah. but sometimes they just like, Oh, I just want you to listen, like, sh shut up and listen this. Like, give me a hug or something, or like, take me for a coffee or distract me or whatever. Um, so that's about the needs and, and being ready also for stuff. And then the other thing is, maybe we should do like, in one minute, tell me what the violent communication is about, because I'm not sure if everybody who's listening actually know what we are talking about. Okay. I will do my best. <laughs> Uh, and I will say the way what nonviolent communication is for me, um, because I'm not, not a lecturer or anyone who should be saying what that actually is, but I will tell you what nonviolent communication is for me. Uh, for me, that is about, uh, approach in a communication how to talk to other people based on uh, getting to know yourself actually. So it starts with uh, being aware of what's happening in your own body, what your emotions are, what you feel, and you are learning to distinguish you're learning to recognize and distinguish all those emotions and you're learning to name them to be aware of what's happening and to be able to talk about that and behind every basic emotion because we have a wide range of emotions there is always a need and that need is either fulfilled so then it creates all those uh comfortable funny emotions and with the uh -huh. need uh, when the need is not fulfilled it can create all those uh, on the range of anger uh, dissatisfaction uh, fear or whatever like that and uh, as you are learning about yourself you're learning uh, to recognize all of that and to communicate it in a way as I said before uh, to ask people to to share with, to ask people what they can do for you and as well to share in understandable way what actually is going on with you and starting always with yourself so it's not about that what do you do is causing me any emotions but it's about what I think what I have in my head is what actually causes my emotion so yeah, then th that would be the basic steps, like emotions, needs, requests, and then the thoughts, which uh, can cause the emotion. And you have to be aware of whether the emotion comes from your unfulfilled or fulfilled needs, or whether it's the thought in your head. So it's all about um, seeing things the way they are, and being able to distinguish in between what is real and what is only mm -hmm. your fault about that, either about yourself or about things that are happening outside. And then there is this, uh, uh, what you said before, uh, this thing where, uh, uh, where like ways of communication that you can have kind of like sharing communication in a way what you said before like uh do you want my opinion do you want my help do you want me just to listen do you want me to do something about it or what's the purpose of 
what you are saying. And that's that's very important thing in relationships because sometimes we tend to, for example, if I'm in a mood to share, I just want to tell you about how bad my day was and you start giving me advices, then it doesn't fulfill my need. I just get uh -huh. angry and Mismatch. I will feel, yeah, I will feel desperate because you are giving me advices, but I only wanted to share with you and I wanted to hear, oh, poor you, you know. This kind of brings me to, I think, the last question, and then we can do a little rapid uh, two or three questions. Oh, uh, nice. We can, <laughs> then we can, we can close it off. And the last okay. question is about, we talked, you just, we talked a lot about emotions in this last part. And you are the first woman from Czech Republic that I have on a podcast, and I have had this discussion with, with guys. But I think our country is not great at expressing emotions like my parents were not great in expressing emotions um my family but i think it's a whole culture and um, how, how was that experience for you were you was this something that kind of opened the door for you to the emotions or were you already do you think that you were able to express and talk about emotions? because i think in our culture it's very much like we talk about emotion after like seven or eight beers when just like the volcan <laughs> erupts <laughs> but I didn't really have many like deep emotional discussion with my friends if I haven't been drunk when I was younger, I think. So how how is this woman experience in Czech Republic? Yeah, uh, this topic is for me hitting the problem on its head because expressing emotions it's something. I had to learn and I had to learn it very hard way uh, mm. because the way I grew up and uh, the surroundings I grew up in, it was not about all those I love you things and uh, about expressing emotion. And I think it's generational thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't want to blame anyone in here because it's no one's fault, uh, no one's fault. But um, uh, yeah, I think that uh, expressing emotions and being present to them and uh, being able to accept them the way they are, it's something uh, very challenging in our culture. And uh, I remember the moment uh, when we moved to United States and it was all new for me, how people hugged, you know, on every corner, how they, like how parents were telling the kids, I love you on their way to school. And I'm pretty sure that there are families back in Czech Republic or in Central Europe where uh, this is happening but not in every family. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a problem of uh, that we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to deal with, uh, with emotions of other people because we still feel like we should do something about that. We should help them. We should uh, deal with the situation. And mm. we forget about what I said before, that it's not our responsibility that someone is feeling somehow. And that it's okay to feel all those emotions. Because in our society, it's still a bit about uh, anger and sadness. It's unwanted emotions and joy and excitement it's wanted yes. emotions but it's not that way it's all okay that we feel all those emotions and that we express them and it's only healthy and it's again what i said before about nonviolent uh, communication all those emotions point to what is actually happening to you they are as a light telling you that something is going on and then it's your job to look inside and find 
why you feel the way you feel. But it's something we don't do that much in our society and we try to cover everything. So yes. we just build the wall and uh, we just bring what we think is acceptable and we don't bring what is real for us. Yeah, and you know, as you were talking, I had this Im there's this movie, I don't know, it's a very old movie. It's probably somewhere from like the communist era in Czechoslovakia, when it was still Czechoslovakia. And it was these two families uh, as part of the movie. I don't know exactly what everything was happening, but it was like these two movie, uh, uh, families and there was always like who had the better car, you know? And <laughs> who had the better, uh, better like they, they had robots, like who had the better robot and stuff. And it was all about showing like, you are doing better than the other people, which is not just about things, right? It's just about like, okay, I'm never sad because I'm doing better, you know, and, and or that's why why I'm doing better. So I, I yeah, that, that's kind of like I was thinking about, yeah, it's something that we really try to do, you know, like I, I've, I'm always great, I'm happy, you know, I'm just doing great, you know, um, because if I wouldn't, I wouldn't be better than you. All right, the the time is the time is running right. Um, Let's do uh, two rapid-fire questions. So the first one is, you've been on the road for um, almost a year or something like, roughly like that. What are three things that you changed your mind about during this last year? One of them, which is related to my job, was uh, it's not about changing myself, it's about changing my approach. And mm -hmm. that's very important to me personally and very important to coaching as well because it brings a bit of easiness and simplicity and uh, less fear uh, in it because we don't have to change ourselves, we change our approach. Hmm. That would be mm -hmm. one thing. Uh, the second thing will be definitely the money mindset. Uh, it was, it was changing a lot. First, it was like, I don't need money. Money is something like, you know, I can live without it. I can be on, on the island and drink water from the stream and be all spiritual. I don't need money. Then it was like, whoa, no, I need uh, loads of money. I cannot be without money, I, I have to have millions to fulfill all I want to do. And then it switched, switched to, yeah, let's earn money. Money are important to me. I need to have some, but I don't need that much. I mean, I need, uh, I need them to cover my, uh, expenses and my needs, but it doesn't have to be millions. Third thing I changed my mind about. I think it has something in common with home and uh, people around me. I'm not quite sure <laughs> what it is right now uh, because I have always said that uh, I can make my home wherever I go. And I uh -huh. only need a few personal items to make myself comfortable and to feel uh, as if I was at home, which is still valid. But uh, lately I've been thinking of what uh, it means to me and whether I need uh, whether I need a permanent place to stay or whether yeah. I could really enjoy, uh, enjoy being on the road all the time. But this is something which is still open. <laughs> right. Okay, let's do let's do final question. And that's... Uh, actually, I have one follow-up question. But what is the thing that you are most excited about in the coming up few months? Well, there is a lot I'm really excited about all this uh, coaching business and uh, coaching programs I have just started and I'm really excited about cooperations with all those people because every time I have a session with a client it's like 
and wow it's so powerful oh my god it really helps and i just love doing it i really do so that's something i am excited about to have more clients to be in touch with to get inspired because every single session is inspiring for me and i feel so blessed to be able to to do the job as this one and yeah i'm thrilled about all the places i want to visit all the places i will live at and all the people i will meet and this time it's changing a bit because i have always traveled the way that uh, i visited places and i never went back and this year i start coming back to places and mm. meeting cool. old friends or new friends and uh like renewing connections uh, which i made uh, while traveling so this is something very new and i'm looking forward to that very much it's nice to to come back to places uh, you've been i i recently like yeah. i visited mendoza i think in october and it was funny because i was just passing through mendoza on my way to peru and i went to this coffee place and i walked in and like the people there the, the service the girls were like oh hello welcome back and i was like you remember me like i was here <laughs> four months ago and it's like yeah we remember you you always like to try the new coffees and stuff and i was like this is so nice it's, it's nice oh that's lovely and i and think it has just... something in oh pardon go on no i just wanted to say that this exactly has something in common with the feeling of home i was talking mm. about before that uh, of course, I have my family and friends back home uh, and I love them and I want to spend some time with them and I want to be coming back home to Czech Republic because it still is my home, even though I don't want to stay there for good. But then uh, when you travel and when you make those places, I always say that I leave a part of my heart there <laughs> and I have many places like that. And uh, it's about uh, the vibe, about atmosphere, uh, and about people around. It's not always about place itself, because I have uh, many places where I left a piece of my heart, which are not the nicest places in the world, but uh, they just kept me somehow. Hmm. Okay. Final, uh, since you are a coach, I have a final coaching question for you. So we've been talking here for an hour. And about many interesting things. What's the thing that stacks with you? What's the things that's going to be in your mind after leaving this uh, conversation? Uh, for me, it might not be anything what was said in here and what we shared, but it would be the feeling how important that is to share and how important that is to me to talk to people. Uh, how inspiring and fulfilling that is. Because lately I've been uh, building a bit of marketing strategies and uh, thinking of how to approach people, how to attract uh, miracle clients and everything. And I'm really passionate about that. And I would love to share that much. And it's not always that easy because social media is still somehow, it's social media, you know. And then you get in person with someone, even though we are not physically here, we just hear each other. But it it changes everything, you know. Mm. And you get in mind conversation with real people. And that's what I love. One I love that too. Okay, let's. Uh, I think th I think we did a great job today. Um, if if you guys enjoy this conversation, which I have absolutely a pleasure uh, of having it with you, uh, let me know because we actually had a, a different call with uh, Camila. We talked for like three hours, so there's a lot of other topics that we didn't really have time yeah. to touch on, like meditation, workouting, uh, spiritual stuff, and then uh, and f a few more that we could be talking about if you guys are interesting. So if, if you would like to have another episode with uh, Camila, let me know. If you have any feedback on it, also let me know. You can reach me on my Instagram at danik-beseda or at my website, which is danikbeseda.com. 
you can reach Camila where? Oh, either Instagram, which is the most active place right now because of traveling. So it's koto.camila on Instagram or my website, which is camilakotoutskova.cz. I Excellent. think we will just send the we'll links We will put over. the links uh, below, whatever you're watching yeah. or listening, you will find all the links there. And uh, don't forget that Camila just launched her uh, new coaching program, so you can check it out on her website. And if you want uh, to kind of uh, have somebody who help you achieve your dreams, I can uh, I can recommend uh, Camila is, uh, is a great coach. And she has been learning from some people that I personally admire as well. So. I can't uh, testify that, that it will be a good experience as well. Thank you. And finally, <laughs> no, nothing to fix for. And uh, finally, if you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to give it rating. Send me your thoughts. I'm really interested in hearing from you and, and having a conversation about what you like, uh, what you would like to hear more. So that's it. See you at the next episode that I'm doing this because we are doing this. Ciao. Yes, we are. <laughs>